and welcome back for another episode of the interview tapes the interview tapes is a segment of the we finally made it podcast where we talk to artists we talk to entrepreneurs business owners just anybody who we think has knowledge that our audience will you know find enjoyable or educational mostly things that we're just being selfish because we're curious about it and this is the first time we actually have a band which we'll see how the mechanics and the audio goes with this it'll be very interesting post-production but this is one of the craziest things i've ever heard the park sitters so how are you guys doing good doing good nick how you doing uh i'm doing good i knew this was going to be a pain trying to get this whole thing set up but we're here you got it man now we'll try to make it as 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 uh, painless as possible so i was asking the guys earlier where did this name come from First and foremost, who came up with it? Was it a group thing or was it just somebody farted out a good idea? You want me to take that? I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's you. No, Wes, uh, Wesley came to me with, uh, what was what was the name you had, Wesley? What was it? It was um, Poise. Wasn't it Poise? Yeah, from many years ago. This is before we tried to do something uh, once more. And this is more serious attempt at having a band. Poise. That what? Yeah. So you guys were going to be poised before. Yeah, but now there's this band called Poise. I think up in Vermont. And- we can beat them up. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We can, <laughs> we can figure. We'll find out their ass and, and and beat them up. Um, we'll take it back. There you go. No, we'll we Poise two point But no, <laughs> I, I, I I dig it. But like, where what is where park sitters come from? Like exactly like you guys sit down a park. I mean, that's kind of where it came from. Wesley came to me. I think it was Poison, maybe another name that he sent to me. And I was just like, hey, and I jotted down like 25 different, you know, string of, you know, words, sentences, names. And we we got down to like two that we liked. Uh-huh. Well, it was the Park Sitters. And what was the other one that we liked? Um, it was called uh, Dislike Dreams, maybe. Dislike Dreams. There was a few that we narrowed down, and the park sitters. I I didn't really give much thought to it, but uh, me and Wes, we we used to hang out at Red Oak Park, right? And that was just the stomping grounds out there in the Red Oak Park, you know. And it just, I guess it had, I guess it, uh, I don't know. Now, now, Wesley, you said this. You guys, this is the second time that you guys are trying to come up with a name because you're trying to take it more seriously, right? Right. So you guys had been doing this for. Years before, or how, how long did you guys ago start as a band? Uh, I really don't know. Like, I mean, because when I met Nick, uh, I was playing drums, and uh, eventually I switched to playing guitar. Would be jamming with him with the dynamic of guitar and drums, but it wasn't really a band thing until some mysterious point that I can't remember, where we just started to try and do a band thing, but it never quite evolved. And this was thirteen. Uh, I would say between 13 and 15 years ago or not. Okay. 13 or 11 years ago. Okay. Cause like all the songs you guys have that are released, at least on Spotify are not very old Two a year old, a year old, two years old. Am I not, if I'm mistaken? Yeah. Just uh, the first song released was released back at the end of March last year. So we've been this past a year. Uh, I think the, the last two songs came out and I don't think it was April, but maybe like July or, or June. What was which was the first track that you guys put out? Was it was it Angel Fire? Was it? It was Angel Fire. Who wrote Angel Fire? Uh, that would be me. That was a beautiful song, man. Appreciate that. That was it. It was. I've been trying to figure out. Um, I've I've shopped you guys around, like just to know people that I know that 
you know, don't know your name. And I always try to ask them like what kind of vibe they get from you. And it, you know, the comparison game is always, it's really not cool. Um, just because, you know, I don't want you to say you sound like so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah, you just can't help it, though. <laughs> you can. But the thing that I noticed, and the thing that that, mm. that that took my attention is I don't hear music like this anymore. And the way that mm. I found it was, like, an older, like, 90s, late 90s, early 2000s, like, actual rock. I A lot of it, and, and if you take this the wrong way, I'm, I'm sorry, but it was Nirvana without the grungy vocals type deal and i don't know if that's the vibe you guys are going for or the feel or whatnot but how would you describe your style or your inspirations uh yeah i would say uh sam definitely and first thank you uh for your your opinion and yeah uh, it is definitely a compliment because one of my influences was nirvana and and of course we all come from somewhere i suppose at least musically even if we don't say our music sounds like the bands that we favored growing mm-hmm. up but Personally, I would say, uh, I mean, a lot of times I listen to Nirvana, The Beatles, Muse. Mm. I don't think I just said Tame Impala, but Tame Impala. I mean, I'm pretty old school, but I mean, I guess that might be where the Angel Fire music ambiance comes from. But yeah, the singing, the singing is, I guess I'm trying to be original in the singing and not trying to do like grunge vocals, just because I think that might make me sound more like people that I grew up listening to. Right. So Ivan, about you, like what, what was your inspiration or, you know, the the way you style your music, the way, the the way you play. So actually I joined the band this year in February. So after those songs have been uh, recorded, so that's not actually my playing on any of those songs, but we, well, you suck. I don't want to talk to you anymore. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, So that's going to take me to finish, finish. If you could please finish answering that question. I got another question for you. All, all of the music so far, you know, that's been Wesley and Nick. Um, so uh, we're finishing the album, which is another five songs, okay. which I did play bass on. So, once so the you album releases, you joined in February, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. As, as I guess Nick and Wes, you guys were there uh, from the beginning, or, or had another band member before then. Making that change was that a change that you guys felt you had to make because of what? distance or creative difference i never i never liked the, de- the description of creative differences but i guess that's the politically correct way of putting it but making that change what help what encouraged you guys to make that change well it's 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 mostly just a a very typical factor within uh, a band con- consisting of me and mm-hmm. nick it, which is that we never really had a solid bass player so we never had a permanent person there in the band to be at every practice or collaborate and provide. So was that a different bass. person every time on the songs or did you guys actually have a regular at that point in time? That was a, that was Brian in the studio. He came up with those parts, right? Brian's uh, the engineer. Right. Ah, okay. Where we're recording the studio. Okay. He's so he's still drummer, involved, but he's actually pretty good at the, I mean, he played really well on those tracks. I feel. Yeah. He knocked out like all, I want to say all five songs within Mm-hmm. within like five hours of me sitting down just like watching him create these lines to the to the song and basically just having me like tell him that that was okay to to record mm-hmm. on the song yeah he was super quick and super intelligent as far as his musicality and he's he's still yeah your engineer he's still the guy behind the right yeah 
because that was my, that was, oh, yeah. we nerd out usually when we talk to people in music, because like I was telling, I was telling the guys earlier, um, me and my co-host who is not here today, may he rest in, in he's, I'm kidding. He's not dead. He's, he's uh, taking care of family. He's <laughs> taking care of family. He knows, he knows that. Um, no, but oh, we're big audio nerds. So that's the other thing comparing, you know, back to the whole comparison thing. If you listen to that old Nirvana 95, 96 rock, um, it, to me, it always seems flat. And that's the way it was back then. It just seems very just one dimension. And then listening to you guys, it's like having a freaking Dolby surround sound and everything just, everything just, just flows well. And I didn't know if that was either, either of you guys or any of you guys, or it was your engineer, but whoever's doing that. It's just a master at mixing. Yeah. And if that's, is that, what was his name? So his full name right. is Brian David okay. Underberg, but he goes by Brian David. Okay. Well, Brian, shout out to that guy. Cause he's doing, he's doing good work on, on the boards or whatnot. So you said you had another five songs that you guys already recorded. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And we got them. We got everything down on the mix up for vocals. And that's, that's going to be a few months from now before I get to go in there and play something good down. What, uh, what usually, is is the hurdle that you guys have to face like you haven't you're saying you have to wait a couple of months or whatnot um is that studio time is that a financial thing or is yeah. it because we all there's a lot of people out there that you know might be in a band or are thinking about starting a band like so what's causing that um that delay i would say it's mostly me um i am a full-time student at unt in denton so I, I stay pretty busy and i'm not only just a student i'm also like uh, an intern i'm also doing like uh, research assistants at the university oh you're a busy kid um, and i'm just yeah and i'm finishing out like my last year in the in the navy reserves which takes like one weekend out of my every month man you're busy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. surprising makes it to uh, band practice Surprised you made it to the interview. To be honest with you, you weren't even the late one. No offense, Nick. I thought I was. I don't know if I was going to make it or not. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Do you guys have a set schedule? How are you going to release things? Do you guys have a plan, or are you guys just going to wing it and be like, "I just throw this against the wall and see what sticks"? I mean, that's how we did it the first five songs. But I feel like they're probably we haven't really talked about that. But I'm sure there's going to be more structure about how we release these. Okay guys yeah, maybe yeah, for sure. I don't know. <laughs> do you guys i don't i know you guys have done live shows when's the last live show you guys played uh that was maybe like a month because yeah, it wasn't too long ago, ago right it was yeah um that was really only our second show mm-hmm. um, how was that was that nerve-wracking being because you have done it before it's a difference between you know doing a studio and going out and and and, and playing whatever venue it might be whether it's a little bar or whatever was it still nerve wracking to you guys, or are you guys just used to it? You guys are just superstars already. <laughs> the second time, the second, the second show was way better than the first. The first was uh, for me a culmination of wondering how it would go, being that it's the first time out um, as the band, and really just like the the people around, and basically my own ability as far as performing. Did you guys, by any chance, have like any? actual uh, audio issues not with you like guys personally but, like equipment that the guys provided or microphones that are messed up because i've seen that happen so many times it's so unfortunate did you guys have anything like that happen oh yeah for this last show the the vocals um were definitely a little low did they have a house engineer for you or was yeah, it they just did. Okay. yeah I, I think i think i'm just not like used to like hugging the mic with my face i don't like that, that. like thing, I, you know? I i've seen that like they're 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 just like right here. Like I'm just yeah. that I don't, there's other ways to manage audio, man. I hate that. 
sometimes some places will actually let you bring your own audio engineer. And then I, I, I don't know if you guys, I don't know what you guys use in the studio. We usually use Pro, uh, Logic Pro, and that usually also has a, a live show uh, uh, settings also it does help a lot. So I don't know if you guys ever decide to go do that. Take a look at, the, at the Logic Pro or whatnot. Do you guys usually record? What is your? I'm, I'm jumping over the place because you're getting to music, like the actual technical things of it. What do you guys usually record on? Is it a, a Logic Pro, Pro Tools, or? So right now, Brian uses Pro Tools, I believe. Brian uses Pro Tools. Pro Tools? Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's the industry standard. It's just, you know, that's just what everybody uses. But I do a little bit of recording at home. I was using Pro Tools, but they, I ran out of the, the free version. Dude, so it's, it's just it's so expensive. I, that's what I use Logic Pro because I just paid the one fee and just it'll just upgrade. I mean, I just have to have a Mac for it, but yeah, it does the same exact thing. It, to me, it, it kind of does, does it a little bit better, but... I might just be biased. Um, shows. Okay. Back to the whole live show thing. Do you guys have any new live shows planned yet? No, we've had a, we've had a couple, I think in mind to do, but they just fell through. Is the camp thing not going through in a month? No, that's still on, but I'm just talking about like okay. past shows. Okay. So you guys have one coming up in Ken, right? Yeah. So there's, um, I don't know if it's, if it's the trade days thing. All right, so we're going to go a little behind the scenes on that. You know, being being a smaller band, independent band, you don't usually have a, a manager, road manager, or a booking agent because they cost money. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have that experience yet, or anybody's just trying to sell themselves to you to, you know, for you to do the, to to do your booking. But how have you guys been able to get the shows that you have gotten? So uh, this last one was a an open mic. So I think yeah, we just kind of kind of have to keep an eye out for that kind of opportunity i think just in the beginning what about what about the cat one yeah so my cousin actually lives in the canton area or at least within the county and she i think she had participated in the last time that trade days was going on in canton called hippie hootenanny but it's basically this area probably off the beaten path or like the service road of a highway i'm not really sure where it's at where a whole bunch of vendors are at that make their own trinkets and sell them like jewelry and stuff like that. I can only imagine that that's the general thing that a person would see there. But yeah, she was telling me that the lady that runs the place was having live music and she was looking for, for bands. And my cousin thought of me and my band and I brought it to the guys and just kind of let them know that, that we we're the only band that we we're going to be playing as far as we know. Um, and that's still the case. And we get to play for however long, from like 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. if we want. But it's all outside, and it's like right there on the uh, the strip, the road that's going to have like vendor stands all lined up on both sides of the road. It's kind of like the art, like the art festival they have in, in uh, Main Street, Fort Worth. You know, they have the, all the mm-hmm. all the art stuff, and at the very end, they have the stage or whatnot. I'm imagining that's what it's going to be like. Yeah. I have no clue. I've, I've looked at the, the site, I suppose on like Google maps, how you can kind of like traverse the area, uh, by like clicking on different parts of the road and it drags you to that spot. You can kind of see what's around. Yeah. We're not, we're not really expecting like a ton. It's, um, but, but you know, uh, I think Wes, I think we're gonna have to bring our own PA. So that's what's going to be my other question for you guys right now. Whenever you said that, it's like, do you guys even have any idea of like what you're, your uh, uh what kind of equipment they have over there at all or i'm sure you have your own pa somehow somewhere you know i mean you, you can plug some stuff up but they didn't give you any kind of notice or anything like that that of of what yeah i, I don't think there's gonna be 
um, a sound, like a sound guy or anything. So we're going to have to provide all that. But So now that you know you're going to have endless time to entertain these people, are you going to, what is going to be this setup? Is going to be your, you got your five tracks and another five tracks. So let's just say 10 per se. And then you're going to do covers in between. All right. How, how do you, as a, as a band, structure your shows? That's what we were talking about. Ten, ten, uh, ten song set, right? Yeah, For sure. definitely the ten songs on the first album. Yeah, well, we, yeah. I mean, we still have some time with that, but to put the set list together, uh, the ten songs should go for I don't know at least an hour. I told him we should cover "The Dog Days Are Over" by uh, Florence and the Machine. Dude, why not? That'd be awesome. Total banger. Everyone's gonna love it. It's really weird because, like, whenever you're a new band, those those covers are the one that just starts. People just start turning like, who, what, what, who is this playing? this Beatles song or this, you know, Florence on the machine, like, and then that's when you're like, yeah, this is grooving to something that, that, that'll mesh into with the show. Because like, even when I found you guys, I, I was telling the guys earlier, there's nothing around here. Cause we're in, I'm also in Dallas, the Fort Worth area. There's really nothing that curates music anymore. Um, I was telling them earlier, central track used to be the thing that kind of did it. And there's really nothing that, that shows me, DFW artists and the way that I found you guys was a couple of weeks ago I legit got on Instagram like Dallas Fort Worth artists nothing like it was just like you know big acts that you already know you know so I think which one's the girl that's from here Selena Gomez is that the one that's from here Demi Lovato like ah, that's a I don't really count so I'm like I, had, I, had, I was searching for anything around here I'm like alright so I found you guys and somebody else um, some I think a, a, a young lady that's a singer that's the way I that's the way I I found you guys and no one's sadly, no one's going to go through that effort that much work to go find bands. kind of wish they did. That's the way you find the cool gems and the, you know, the, the, the nice new things that are going to be out there. But knowing you don't have that and that's not really available around here. Is that discouraging to you guys? How do you feel actually about being an artist and, and trying to get discovered? Cause I'm assuming at the end of the day, you guys want to make a career, a paying gig out of all the stuff is that discouraging? Do you guys, you know, how do you approach that? Yeah. Um, so the discouraging part is basically knowing what, uh, that what I'm seeing is in, in some way kind of like a veil. Like I can't really see like how to get past it. Like, for example, like how you mentioned that you had to kind of look through the Instagram filters of Dallas mm-hmm. Fort Worth bands. So yeah, I know that as a band I can, go to the open mics i can go throughout dfw i can do that all over texas and and roughly make a name for myself by doing that physical exposure but beyond that like the marketing of, of myself or the band is is uh yeah it's pretty vague but yeah there is there is some motivating force behind it because there is a desire to do it to to succeed in doing music uh for a career um what about you ivan how do you feel yeah, I think it, it is challenging. It, it is challenging, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, if you're a musician, you kind of have to put in the work. So it's, you know, it's just trying to play as many shows mm-hmm. as possible and do all that stuff. I mean, I know that, like, because there's, like, so much stuff. I guess you could spend money to get someone to, you know, get you 5,000 followers on Instagram. But if it's not, like, real people that really can't really listen to the music right. and care, ultimately, that's not really useful. So I think it's, you know, if you, if you grow something more organically right. then that, I think has, uh, I guess more longevity to it, honestly, you know? So 
and I think within within this band, uh, I think the our music's good. It's it's good enough to where I think that's possible. No, I I completely agree with you about whole, building it organically, and I do and I do agree that you guys have something that's completely. Um, to, well, I mean, it's di- it's different in the sense that it's something nostalgic to me the way you guys sound. Were you around here, uh, Nick, when I was telling the guys what I thought you guys sounded like? Yeah, you said our uh, Nirvana for sure, late nineties. Yeah, and then, like that's 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 something that you don't find anymore. I think people would appreciate it and will appreciate it once they get to it. And and uh, like Ivan was saying, it's it it's not. And I'd say I'm saying this before, you know, between uh, from from a person who's trying to build a business as well. I'm trying to open up a brewery. And yes, I could go buy 10,000 followers, but that doesn't do anything as opposed as I can. I, I've started with zero and I've could slowly keep going and going. I might get two a week or three people a week, but guess what? Those people pay attention. And it is, it's very, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's where people that need human beings just need to have immediate uh, uh, reward. I, I don't care how humble and however you always want that little bit of recognition or reward one way or another. It doesn't have to be big or anything. By the way, Nick, your art is the shit. I like your artwork. We're going to get to your artwork here in a second because I didn't realize you, I didn't I didn't realize you did oh, the art until, until like five minutes before. So I'm like, oh shit. Got an old show with him. What's about that? Um, oh. But it, it, yeah, it is, it, there's a value in that. And I don't want you guys to think that, you know, not having a thousand or 5,000 followers on Spotify or, or on Instagram is, is a bad thing. Um, it's going to get there. People, people find value. And I'm telling that for me, like if I know you guys are doing something that's good and you guys actually care about it, I'll, I don't care if I got to fly out to, there's a band I was talking about earlier. That was a band in Chicago that I will go fly out if I have the time, of course. And, and the means go see them just because, and guess what? There's 30 people at the show and I've been doing this for years. You know, and then lo and behold, last, uh, earlier that this year, they did, a. They had a, a quite popular Chicago rapper on one of their tracks, like just randomly, some some local guy pulled out of the of the song. He couldn't he couldn't record it, and then they're like, you know what, fuck it. It was another fellow Chicago artist, and uh, they're like, you know what, let's send it to him, see what happens. Twenty four hours later, the guy reached out, and said, I'm doing it, and they put out that song. It took them three years, and I know that sounds like a long long time, but I, I see, I at least me personally being a little dumb dumb, I feel like you guys are doing something that you care about and it sounds like it's something you care about it, the way this, the music is the, the arrangements, the lyrics, you care about it. So if anything that comes out of this interview is just understand, at least there's one person out here who actually listens to your stuff, who actually pays attention and we will continue to keep up with what you guys are doing. So do not stop. You know, unless you, unless you win the lottery. Thank you. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to the other thing that I want to talk. Now I'm going to spend about three hours on the artwork because, dude, when is that like all the art you've ever done? Because that is amazing. Oh, uh, so, what what page did you find that you're what, what art? So I'm talking about the you did the, did you not do the the, the cover for the for uh, the actual album the the tracks? Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, yeah. And then I went to the the stuff that you have on there. So how did you? What are you using to make this stuff? Are you just sketching this out? Or are you using this? On uh, for the album, uh, the album was done solely on Procreate. I made that. Uh, I did. Uh, I did a. Uh, I forgot what layers I used in blending mode, but I used a blending mode to just. I sketched out my portrait, uh, my face, and then I conceptualized the body like it's my face on a big hulking. 
Oh, that's not what you really look like because I'm only, I'm only seeing from the from the mouth up. So I figured that's what you look like. <laughs> yeah, I do look pretty good. No, nah, nah. and uh, but uh, I didn't actually for Wesley. I didn't want to spend. I just didn't have the the time that I wanted to draw six different portraits of Wesley's face because. Wesley, there's like there's like <laughs> seven or eight different of his heads flying out of the gun. So actually, that's all a photo bash. I just kind of photocopy uh, or photo edited and photo bashed that together. And then Jacob, who was actually the original bassist, I also didn't do his portrait. I, I started my portrait. That was the plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to do my portrait. I'm going to do a portrait of Wesley. And I'm going to do a portrait of Jacob. And then I did my portrait and I was like, oh, that's such a pain in the ass. I'm done. I'm not doing another portrait. I don't want to. It's too much work. And so I just, I was like, okay, well, I can, I'll photo, uh, I'll uh, Photoshop and photo bash their faces in there. And so their faces were just photo, uh, I uh, edited some photos. So that was going to take me to another thing because I was looking at it. I was uh, looking at the cover art and I'm pretty sure we can vectorize this, probably put it in black and white mm -hmm. or grayscale lit, and then we can put that on a shirt or something. Because that's the other thing. So music is all fun and dandy, and that's the thing we all love to make. But how are we going to try to make money outside of that? So was was which was going to bring me to the whole merch stuff. Have you guys started thinking about or reached out to a creator or I'll have Nick do it, uh, thinking about stickers and, and t-shirts and stuff like that how how have you guys had that conversation yet i mean we already had some stickers made because uh for the first show my brother he got uh he does uh he does vinyl uh stickering and um uh he he made us he actually made us some little stickers and um i actually did i had to well i tried to vector map it but he he has freaking uh what's it called adobe uh he has all the oh, he got all the good stuff. I got some really good software. I really do. I got some great stuff, but uh, yeah, Adobe's pretty good. And so I let him deal with uh, vectorizing um, the logo. And so he printed us out a few stickers. So that's kind of the 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 actual logo on that album cover is not the logo that we are currently using. It's it's actually kind of the main right. logo that we're using now is pretty. It's actually on our Spotify page. It pops up. It's that's kind of. I guess the official, or for now, it's the official Park Sitters logo. So you guys have, uh, we got to get you guys set up with, and it's going to sound the, like this is the boring talk, just because um, we've tried, we've helped other artists try to launch some kind of merch stores and all that stuff. So let's think about, um, have you guys have any experience with, with Shopify or, or WooCommerce or anything like that? Or just uh, places like, um, I, think it's, I think it's called Spring.com now. It used to be Teespring where they do on-demand stuff. So all you do is you get your logo or whatever it is, it's already vectorized. You, you load it up to their website and all, and they'll create you their own, your own page for you. It just becomes a storefront. And then from that point, um, people just buy it. It goes on demand. You don't touch anything. They send it to the person. Yeah. The profit margins on that are not as much as it they're going to be. If you guys do it yourselves or pay somebody locally, of course, um, cause you might get like a, I think on average, if you do say most places do 40, things like 42 shirts minimum. And I think most of them just do a front one color print. It's about seven bucks. Um, and you can sell those for 25. That'll give you, you know, whatever, 15 bucks or whatever. My math's not the greatest right now. But if you do the, if you do the stuff like 
uh, Teespring. I think the cost to you is like 12 bucks. And if you sell it for 20, you get eight, you know, it's less, but whatever. But there's little things like that, that, that you might want to look at. Cause that is literally the hardest and most dumbest and most agonizing thing about being an artist is pimping yourself out some way or another. Yeah. We haven't really gotten out there to, to the merch stuff yet. I mean, we definitely need to get some, some stickers and stuff. I feel like we're, we're, we're really, yeah. I mean, the stickers is easy, you know, that's, people that's love stickers and we'll just give those away. But I mean, when it comes yeah. to t-shirts and stuff, I feel like we, we're a little, a little ways away from launching shirts and stuff, I think, but yeah, no, just, it's more, it's more so like doing every, like, uh, I don't know the way that we've usually tell people is get like 10 and we can help you out. So even get you a better a deal on that end, but like, just have like five or six shirts and it's, sell them for 15 bucks or whatever but that's that's going to be the most that's literally to me is like the most challenging thing is it's making money off your art mm. you know even prints just like the prints of the little posters or whatever like and i know it sounds dumb just because we live in such a digital world where you can you know i can copy the the jpeg and just print it out at home or whatever but the ones that people that actually go to your shows are the people that you kind of want to have something for yeah so i mean it just Maybe after the show, I'll, I'll 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 send you guys some information on places that I that we've used. I mean, even for the podcast or whatnot. That's really no money out of your pocket. It's just you t- taking the time to set up um, your accounts and just you know having something that looks decent. Nice. And then just throw it on your Instagram and whatever, and just it's. It, I always hate people having to invest all this money. In, yeah, yeah. Into you know shirts that are just gonna sit there or whatever. Just whatever you can find, it's free. There's there's free options for everything, yeah. man. There's. There's websites, and if uh, and Nick, are you uh, do you do art or you know I know we're just talking about the the cover earlier, but do you actually do art for a living or is that something you do for fun? Uh, this is a uh, more of a hobby passion. I'm a hobbyist, uh, very passionate. It's something I've done for a long time. I've always, I mean, I started out traditional artist, you know, of course, pencil, you know, taking art classes, you know, charcoal yeah. mediums, you know, stuff like that. Did art. Uh, courses in college and stuff and then the digital me digital art is more of a i guess not so recent now it's more of a i started really getting into digital art in 2018 and uh then it just kind of snowballed into okay 2d animation okay vector graphics okay a little 3d rendering you know a lot of i just kind of just been snowballing and touching into a lot of different stuff a lot of frame by frame animation key uh keyframe animation uh Mm. rigging uh uh, all kinds of uh, yeah i mean it's just fun i'm just having a i'm just having a blast it's just a real good time good good that's that's a good skill to have, especially when you're trying to get into the merchant, merchandising thing, because you'll learn about how your files need to be set up and vectorized yep. and all that fun stuff. Because that's where you'll start making a lot of expenses go away. Because you can you can pay somebody um, on Fiverr to get it done for you. It's going to cost you hundred bucks to get it done, which is not a lot if you think about it. But if you can just not have to spend a hundred bucks, why just not spend a exactly. hundred bucks? You know, um, so it's. I know a lot of people will be like, ah, eh, just it's those little that little bit of knowledge and all that stuff will always tell you, you know, it'll it'll help you in the long run. But I mean, in the end of the day, like, do you guys truly want this to be career or just a passion project? How do you how do you guys feel about the phase that you guys are in with as a band? Wesley, I know I know Wesley definitely wants to make this like the the gig, you know. 
I like how they're just I like how they're just pointing fingers at Wes. Uh, I joined the band because, like I said, I feel like the band does have some potential. Um, I feel like Wesley. I feel Wesley does write some. I, I, I believe it does have potential. And Nick is a kick-ass drummer, so. Yeah, Wesley has a lot of emotions going on. If you're writing all those lyrics, Wes, it's, well, you got a lot of going. <laughs> I'm with Ivan. This is absolutely passion. But I also understand that, uh, like I've told Wesley many times before, if there's ever a time to hit it off and actually make something, make some money off of something, now's the time. The digital era, you know, social media. You know, there's there's just so many different ways to pop off that we could actually. There's a very, it's a much more real opportunity, and uh, it, it's it's much more real that we could actually do something with this band and actually make a little bit of a little bit of cash whether it be a little bit of side change a little bit of a little bit of money on the side or actually who knows maybe pop up i mean even if we were to get uh, a, a million subscribers on youtube or something you know that's that's it you know bam we're set you know i mean just something like it shoot even a hundred thousand fo- legit followers on instagram that's a little bit yeah. of money that's oh, ridiculous yeah all right wes let me hear it from you so probably like 2020 or early 2021 i was finally doing what i couldn't in the past which was write like legit songs okay i may have written like at least two but now i was i was just pumping them out and i don't know if it was the experiences that i just gone through from being in the navy but uh definitely went through a lot that i guess inspired a lot as far as the reward of my experiences so i just Thought one day, you know, after buying like a, a guitar to have with me in my boring apartment in Florida as I was working in the Navy, you know, I'll just see where these songs take me. I'll connect with Nick as I move back to Texas and, you know, just see what happens with the music that, I, that I'm making. And, and if nothing else happens and put my motivation and drive somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, it's multitasking is something that I'm doing, not even just talking about the band, but going to college and taking care of myself at doing that i'm not just leaving my my band on the side actually i haven't mentioned it to the guys but i just got my the the park sitter's name registered as like a fit, an official trademark uh which took i'm gonna put some air horns as you announce that by the way that'd I'm be gonna, great so it's official yeah at least the yeah at least the, the name is and you can i guess have like the park sitter's name and then at the very far right corner it has like the register yeah. little circle with the yeah. r in it i suppose is what i can now have placed there um, that'll take me to a, another, another section that is usually kind of boring to people, but um, that's very important. Have you thought about the whole LLC and all that stuff and formations? Yeah, it is an LLC. So, I mean, I'm I'm super new and super greenhorn about all of this, like management and, and dealing with all that and like the extra taxes I got to file every year because of it. But it's it's exciting to see progress, though. So the so the uh, Park Sitters has an LLC or you have registered as an LLC? Correct. Okay. Uh, have you registered with the state of Texas to get your uh, sales tax exemption and all that stuff? Or do you know what I'm talking about? So I definitely wouldn't say I'm exempt because I've been filing ever since like 2022. Mm-hmm. And I, I filed the bands once again uh, Yeah, back during the tax season. Uh, but I mean, we're not making enough money right now from uh, our music being available off like CD Baby, um, right. as far as like how much we're acquiring from song sales. But yeah, we're we're legitimate. I mean, hell, I, we're legitimate as far as me having to make tax payments <laughs> or 
at least write up the records. The U.S. government. Knows yeah, because uh, I think yeah, you. Yeah, you always have to pay. You always have to pay the man. Um, but you, I, I guess, usually you do every quarter. You have to register, even if you have zero. You have to. You have to uh, register with Texas and. If you if it's late, it's a fifty dollar fee. If it's not, you're fine. Just keep putting zero on there. But what I mean is, like, you can register. You can be by tax exempt means sales tax, which when you buy your say your t-shirts or your vinyls or whatever you're going to sell, you give them that certificate and they won't charge you taxes because you, in return, whenever you do sell, will be charging taxes. So it avoids a whole double taxation thing. But and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. You just have to send your fill an application online and you get your little certificate that says whatever tax number. And whenever you go to any kind of uh, manufacturer, whether it's a CD, a CD manufacturer or a t-shirt manufacturer, you give them that and you don't have to pay taxes on your purchase. You will have to report taxes when you sell it. You know, that's usually how it works. But if you don't, you don't sell anything, whatever. Yeah. The corporation would send me a bill of what they sold for me within that year from period to the ending period. of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So you it's just a tax number. It's, yeah, it's 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 called a resale tax uh, number or resale tax certificate. They're always different in states. The one in Texas, I think, is a resale tax certificate. Um, so look that up, and we can, and I can I'll pass this information now uh, whenever we get done recording. But stuff like that does help in the long run, just because you don't have to. There's a little bit of a cost that comes off, and you do get you're able to get with your LLC. You can legit. All right, if anybody's listening right now turn off your thing because I'm about to take money out of my pocket because I used to screen print. And this is the thing. If you have an LLC or any kind of, or you're incorporated, you can set up a wholesale account with all these t-shirt manufacturers. There's a big one here in, in Texas. It's called SS Activewear. It's without, it's throughout the country. And you can literally buy your t-shirt blanks for pennies on the dollar. And when you do go get them printed, all you got to go do to the printer, uh, all you have to tell the printer to quote you is the printing because I got the t-shirts that I got at wholesale that here you go. And stuff like that will, will, will come in handy later on. There's, there's, there's a nugget of knowledge if that helps at all. But yeah, that little stuff and I'm knowing that you guys are, you know, taking it serious and doing the whole LLC thing. Definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you about um, your employment tax ID number. Cause that'll come in handy later on too. If you don't have that yet. Um, but now, now, now we're getting off. Maybe tra- I do. <laughs> now we're getting off track from the entertainment stuff. All right. So, Can's the next show. When is the actual? Have you guys decided at least the song that's coming out next? Like the which one it's going to be? No, I don't. I don't recall having talked about that with the guys. As far as like, uh, I don't know. Because you you still have to do your vocals on those, don't you? Yeah, and then it's got to be mixed and mastered, mm. which that's got to be scheduled in with Brian. As far as like when he's going to fit it into his schedule of whatever else he's got going on or whoever else he's got in the studio so hopefully this thing's out by like christmas time but it could be like i really hope it's a christmas album now (laughs) yeah there is one song on there that uh hasn't came out yet that nick called him the original bassist but when jacob was in the band he he thought one of the songs sounded like a christmas kind of like something kind of like jingle song but uh, yeah to me it was kind of like a uh, who's got the glue yeah but uh yeah, to me, it was kind of like a Beatles kind of esque song, but um, yeah, that might inspire some Christmas cheer. What um, bring in the Yule? Going <laughs> Yule, yeah, yeah. getting you back into you, uh, don't they have like Christmas in July? No, we could have done that. That's a band. <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> oh wait, no, Texas in July. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so right now, where you guys are at 
as artists, what do you think would help you the most as a fan, like for, for fans or people that listen to you, what would help you guys the most uh, get to where you want to be? I don't know, put money in your pockets overall. Like what's the thing that you think would benefit you guys the most right now? Uh, the first couple of things that pop into my head is, is find us on like any platform really that you can legally buy music and just find whichever song you like and just purchase one song and share it with like your friends, your family. Yeah. Or repost, repost our posts on to your friends, Instagram pages or how that works. Come out to the shows, you know, dude, do you guys find it difficult doing social media? It is, it is, it is challenging for sure. This is an overall question. I'm yeah. not trying to prior anything like that because I, I, I struggle with it as well. But yeah, you got me. I mean, I, I definitely struggle with it. That was what I was going to touch down on because in terms of helping us, I think just activity across the board on everyone's, on all of us, you know, if we were more active on social media. And I can't, I can't point any finger because I'm just, like you were saying, it's such a pain. It's such, it's so, it's so hard. To, it's exhausting. Yeah. To, freaking set aside time to okay i'm gonna go engage on social media okay i'm gonna go you know post i'm gonna make a post and or i'm gonna comment on someone's account to you know to engage with people to help the algorithm or whatever all kinds of weird stuff and it, the whole thing's just a a headache it's a pain yeah, yeah it's a pain dude ivan what do you think yeah so right now i'm i mostly manage the band instagram um Okay, so I got a bonus. Yeah, no, Nick and Wesley do do have access to it, but I think I'm the one mostly in there doing everything. Um, And I'm not, I'm not super good with social media myself. So, I mean, I just try to post every once in a while. You know, when we've got something going on, because yeah, I feel like if you're posting to social media, there's got to be a point to it. Um, If you're promoting something, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get one of your songs virals. We're gonna we're gonna is your music on Instagram? I never I never asked you guys like you know when you can search it. Type Um, it on TikTok. You can type it in on Snap. I've typed it in on Snapchat before, and I put it to I've typed it on Instagram. Put it on Instagram stories, Facebook. I've put it on a lot of Facebook stories. You can type it in on any social media, Twitter. It'll pop up. What um this is little also behind the scenes. Did you guys, you said you go through CD Baby? Is that who your distributor is? Or do you guys do somebody else? Or Yeah, CD Baby. Uh, Brian will send me like the, the final track that I guess me and the guys would agree to as far as after the mix and mastering. And I'll say, thanks, Brian. And basically take that track in a waveform and basically drag and drop it to uh, the upload page of my our CD Baby account. And basically I just have it set up to send internationally and uh, as far as being available platform wise internationally uh having it appear on youtube there's there's all sorts of settings to get it basically as far as i know available to everywhere that's legally going to uh yeah host host a person's music yeah sure. that's, yeah because i think i've used uh we've used uh we've used cd baby we've used uh uh united masters and um Distro Kid. I think I've heard Distro Kid. Yeah, dist- I think Distro Kid's like twenty bucks a year, and it's twenty bucks a year, and you get a hundred percent of all your stuff. Or you do it for free, and you know you get like ninety or something like that, ninety percent of your stuff. Nice. So I mean, that's distribution's another whole other monster. Okay, so we're getting close yeah. to the end of the show. Um, I'm glad that you guys are able to at least point us in the right direction of what to do to help. Has this been painful for you guys at all? This is—I know this is one of your first interviews. As has it been? 
all you all you've been wanting or is there any questions you have for me is there anything that you are curious about or i mean i know long term i mean i could i could just ask you this random question mm-hmm. that uh, might not be relative to your position as like a interviewer but just as i guess your opinion um i mean we're trying to do something eventually where we we tour texas like mm-hmm. whether that's just like scrolling on the laptop late at night as we're driving through the prairies trying to find the next open mic is in the direction that we're going mm-hmm. for the next couple of days or so but yeah i mean we're going we're planning to do like a tour of texas at some point i say some point but yeah that'd be awesome right? yeah it's just like a milestone I've, I've i don't think i've ever heard of a band touring open mics like that should be the name of the tour the open mic tour or something like that that actually sounds like a pretty awesome idea yeah, flows off the tongue. I'm gl- I'm glad I gave you guys that, that gave you guys that idea. I'm so happy that I was able to contribute with that. Um, but no, guys, you guys are great. I'm telling you again, you guys do a phenomenal job. You guys, your music is great. Um, if you haven't checked out the Park Sitters, go check them out. It was very nostalgic to me. I appreciate the music. The arrangements great. The sounds great. Um, just overall, you guys are doing good stuff. You guys are different. You guys are unique in in, in a way that people don't really realize they're missing what you guys you know show what you guys play what you guys perform it's awesome i was impressed i i I think i immediately reached out to somebody on on instagram like look dude like awesome shit like you guys are good keep and and keep it up um uh i thank you again for 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 being with us and as always as i tell the the listeners we will be back soon with another episode of the interview tapes please go follow these guys at it's just at the park sitters at the park sitters okay at the park sitters it's all together um go follow these guys go look them up on cd on uh spotify on itunes youtube whatever give them a follow give them a listen buy some stuff well we're gonna get you more stuff of theirs to buy but for now just buy this the music or whatnot but with that being said guys thank you so much for for, uh, joining me and we will see everybody else on the regularly scheduled show next week thanks awesome